For NFT newbies and OGs in Web3 alike, welcome to the Women in Web3 podcast sponsored by Weld Recruiting. I'm your host, Carly Long, and I'm super excited to help break down the barriers to entry in the space and introduce you to some leaders who are doing truly amazing things. So let's dive in. Welcome everyone. Today we have James Timberlake, JT, <laughs> um, on the podcast. He is a Web3 advisor and DAO evangelist. He helps Web2 founders leverage Web3 and get into this crazy world. He wrote the gospel of DAO and he's also a dad and artist. So no big deal juggling everything. <laughs> um, James, tell us a little bit just about like who you are, how you got into Web3 and, and what you're up to yeah um so i'll try to make it kind of short uh so basically i um i'll, I'll go back really far and then i'll skip ahead so uh, i started um the reason i kind of call myself a dao evangelist is because my background is actually um uh, in evangelism so i went to seminary and and kind of the plan was to be a, a church planner and kind of a, a pastor and all that and um hit a little hiccup in seminary because while reading through all the texts and the original languages and stuff like that, started asking a lot of the like wrong questions to the wrong people. And that kind of, you know, that people didn't like that. And so I ended up um, not using that degree and, and ended up going in sales. And then that turned into a career. And eventually uh, I got to the point where I was helping um, high net worth individuals, stuff like that, sell their first book. So then that ran into um, ghostwriting. And, and so I've been doing that for the last five years and, um, and I loved it and I enjoyed all the people I got to meet, but, um, I had this feeling that like publishing was kind of going in a direction that I didn't particularly love. And so about 18 months ago, I started just kind of, you know, hearing things about like NFTs, smart contracts and I'm like, what the hell is that? And so I kind of started exploring that. And, and it, once I kind of understood what the smart contract, like what a smart contract was and, and how it had the potential to eliminate kind of the middlemen. Um, that, that really is what made me kind of start exploring and having conversations with people. And, and it was along those, uh, it was kind of during those conversations that I, I learned about, um, DAOs or decentralized autonomous organizations. And then that was, that was what did it for me. Like at that point I was like, okay, this is, this is the future of humanity. This is, this is, um, kind of where I want to kind of explore. And so about I don't know, seven or I guess almost eight or nine months now, um, I kind of started more publicly talking about it. I started having conversations with people, just opening it up, you know, like on LinkedIn and stuff, having conversations with people that were either already um, doing something in Web3 projects, uh, they were already in DAOs, things like that, or, or they had interest in it. And, and we just, you know, kind of just started talking. And so, you know, you figure 10 to 20 hours a week for the last seven months, I got to meet a lot of really amazing people doing just absolutely mind boggling things. And, mm -hmm. and so that was really like, uh, for me, a huge eye opener, but also just a really quick um, and rough introduction into the world. And so um, that's kind of how I got to where I am now. And and so the Gospel of Tao is is the the book you mentioned is kind of my. Uh, it's a little bit you know kind of memoir, but it's it's a lot of bit uh, kind of call to action for people that are either already in the Web3 space uh, in particular, but also people that are entering it and kind of say like, let's, let's be mindful of the world that we're building mm. today, because we're going to have to live in it tomorrow. Yeah, right. And I'm, that message. <laughs> and I'm very, I don't want to say scared, because I'm very optimistic. 
But I am concerned with certain trends I'm seeing within Web3, particularly around big money coming in. And, and to me, it's interesting to see so many um, almost centralized approaches being brought into everything from NFT projects to DAOs even, um, and people having this this misunderstanding of, of all of these things because it's all so new. And so um, for me, it's, it was kind of, it's kind of a way of kind of putting all that into a th- into one place and since saying, okay, what's a model that we can use that shows people what a, what a DAO looks like. And for me, I went back to my heritage, right? I went like, well, okay, churches are DAOs without smart contracts, mm-hmm. right? So it's essentially a group of, it's a community of people that have a shared belief. And in my mind, the only difference is in a traditional church, that belief is uh, religious in nature, but in a DAO, that belief in an ideal world, it doesn't have to be that it's, it can be purpose, like a belief in a mission, belief in a, in a, in a purpose or something that they're going after. And as an example, like, you know, everything from rainforest conservation to, um, you know, building, um, you know, international communities and things like that, you know, um, buying up infrastructure like satellites and making them uh, community owned. And these are the things that as they start becoming more developed, have the, have the opportunity to radically rechange society. And that's what excites me. And so I want as many people and as many smart, interesting people as possible to get into the space because I want to empower them to go after their passions and show them how DAOs can, can be used to help them do more than they could do on their own. Um, And it not be about profit and not be about extracting from other people, but rather serving and giving other people, which of course is the foundation of the church. And so that's, that's kind of all wrapped up together into my work, right? So I actually don't even, I use the term advisor because I'm like, I don't, you know, I, I, I that's all I do. Like, I just, I try to inspire people and move them on. Then I, and I try to evangelize the space. And um, anyway, so that's, that's kind of how I got where I'm at now. I love that so much. You answered one of my questions. I was going to have you explain what a DAO actually is and how that compares like centralized versus decentralized. A huge thing on here is I want to make this space more inclusive, not just for women, but everyone, because there's so many people who are not yet in it. Um, And you talked about that too. You know, you want to bring as many people who are smart, interesting, they want to give back, like they're kind, they're passionate about building this this new Web3 world into the space. Um, can you talk a little bit about like your process to do that? I mean, maybe an example from uh, when you've worked with like a Web2 founder and even just like, do they know anything about Web3? How do you educate them? What does that look like? Yeah, so for me, um, you know, I always, whenever possible, I always try to do one-on-ones because that's... I find it for most people, it, it it's hard to understand conceptually in the beginning. So it's easier if I can give them a specific use case for their world, right? So what I usually start with, like, so if you and I were having a conversation on the first day, like usually what I would say is like, okay, tell me about your plans are like, I just want to hear what you're already thinking. So I know where to start the conversation. And, you know, you'll hear any number of things. Like I had a conversation with somebody the other day and, and essentially they were like, Yeah. uh, So I have this, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but like, essentially they said, I have a startup idea. It's not good enough to get funding, but if I turn it into a DAO, I can get free labor and maximize my profit. I'm like, awesome. Great. None of that's correct. Let's start from the beginning. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So the point of a DAO. (laughs) Right. 
So it's like it, but it really just depends. I, I've also had other people come in. They're like, they have this amazing idea. It's perfectly suited for a DAO. And, and in many cases, they've already collected a few people, but they, they, the problem that I've, I see almost more often is, but because they are, I, I use the term purpose-based, but because they're not profit-based directly, uh, because they want to run it more like almost like a traditional nonprofit, it's harder for them to get funding. So it's harder for them to get started. They don't get the attention of the devs because the devs are getting pulled up by big offers from company, you know, and, and that kind of goes into, like I said earlier, like where I think all the big money coming in is causing problems. Not that it's evil in and of itself, but it's when it's disproportionate in the way that it is right now, there's so many projects that have so much more potential to help humanity at a global scale that just go under the radar because they're not, you know, they're not fancy, you know, uh, I, I say this a little tongue in cheek, but they're essentially, they're not, you know, rich people clubs that, that celebrities want to buy into. Right. Like not yet, at least maybe mm -hmm. they could be once they can get some prestige out of it. But for right now, it's just fucking work. Right. And and that's hard. That's a hard sell for a lot of people like, hey, do you want to come do a lot of work and mm -hmm. make the world better? Eh, no, I'm going to go do less work and get paid like ridiculous amounts of money and then yep. and then retire somewhere like that's that's what most people want to do. So it's it's a much smaller right now. It's a much smaller pool of people. But I think that as we start seeing some of the larger success and uh, like a lot of people are familiar with the Constitution DAO, right? And I use that example for people that aren't familiar with it because essentially in my mind, it's it's a great example of of what could happen. But a better example now would be uh, like what we saw with Ukraine, right? Where mm -hmm. in a matter of seconds, seconds, we, we, we were sending millions and millions of dollars through a, you know, a basically hastily organized DAO to support people on the ground, right? So- mm -hmm. This was people, international community that came together literally, you know, over a matter of minutes and then sent money over a matter of seconds. And this was while the, 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 the suits and the politicians, they hadn't even put their tie on yet to go into their nice air conditioned room and sit and talk about all the shit that doesn't affect them. Yeah. So um, I, anyway, all that to say, like, how do I get people in? It depends on where they're starting. Yeah. And, and we try to, and I try to make it real for them. And I go, okay, what, what could your net from where you are right now, what could your next step into this world be? And it's mm -hmm. probably not a 10,000 piece PFP. It's probably something a lot smaller than that to get your yeah. feet wet. And it probably should build off of what's already working on your personal mission or business. I love that. That's super great insight. One of the things I wanted to ask was getting people into this world. You mentioned how much work it is. And like, I don't know if you're one of those people. I've heard so many people up at like 2am, 3am, just like monitoring discords, um, checking out different NFTs. It's a, it's a lot. And it is a lot of work because you're trying to learn and you're trying to grow and you're trying to talk to people. I know you had this one post that was like, one week in web three. And it was mm -hmm. an insanely long post of like a very impressive amount of numbers of, of phone calls and conversations and like consults and just reading. How do you um, manage like that work-life balance and what would be some advice for people that you're, you know, wanting to bring into the space? I know your dad, um, you're an artist as well. Like you do a lot. So what, what is that advice that you have um, for how to come into this space and not bring that like 24-7 hustle and grind that's in the current Web2 world? Yeah, um, there's a couple things, right? Well, number one is don't, don't try to be somebody else, right? 
don't, I mean, and, and this is not in any way limited to web three. You hear this advice with any startup, right. Or any entrepreneur They you just, you, so that's why I would say like, where are you at now? What's a small next step? And then do that, iterate, then go 10% more. And then do that, iterate, go 10% more and then do that and just repeat forever. And it's a snowball. Um, I think a lot of people get overwhelmed and, and, uh, and then potentially burned out because to your point, there's so much that you could go. And the thing about Web3 that's really interesting is it not only is it super wide, but it's also really deep and you can kind of get lost in both directions at the same time. It's very weird, right? Because, um, and even, and I even ran into that because I was like, you know, between, between the various types of NFTs, everything from, you know, you, so you have art and collections, but you also have utility based and token gating and, you know, uh, and all the potentials around that. And then um, I'm so excited about uh, a buddy of mine who's, uh, he's about to launch a new part marketplace where you can put multiple different types of files into a single NFT, which is going to open up all different kinds of possibilities. Yeah. Also, you can then, um, you could do cross chain stuff that they're, I don't want to talk about all this stuff. But anyway, the <laughs> point is, it's going to be interesting. And, and so there's always something new on the horizon. And, and again, that's just at the surface level. Then if you go deep on any of those topics, then there's like a thousand things, you know, like just talking about blockchains, like, okay, well, which of the, what is it? 150 plus, you know, different chains now do you want to use? Right. And they're like, well, don't I just want to be on OpenSea? Probably to start, but that might not be where you stay. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, or maybe it is, it depends on what you want to do. And so I think for a lot of people, it's just, it's too easy to get overwhelming. And so um, all that, again, to kind of come back to and say this, start with where you're at now, start with what you know now, and then figure out one thing that you can build off of naturally. So if you're already an artist, cool, take some of your art, put one, do a one-to-one -one piece on OpenSea, learn how to make one NFT. It's not really hard if you're just doing the one and you're using something like OpenSea, good. You're going to knock that out in five minutes, but then you'll have done it. Mm -hmm. So now next time you can do a collection. All right. And then maybe next time you try a different, you know, you go through the process of opening up a new wallet on a different chain and then you, 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 you uh, mint on that. So now you've got twice the experience, right? But you haven't necessarily done twice the work. And it, again, it snowballs. And so I think that would be my, or that is generally my advice is just start small and then build from there. I love that. I think that's great because it reminds you to not, of course, you want to dream big, but set those tiny goals, take it step by step so that you don't feel like you have to create a 10K generative project in a single day because you're, you know, behind or anything like that. What's like, whether about yourself or about the world, what are some of the biggest things that you've learned um, in in this process? You you introed with a little bit about your journey. Um, so maybe maybe this is like in your book uh, since it's a memoir. Maybe not, but whether yeah, whether it's something you've learned about yourself or just the world or a message that you want to throw out here. Yeah, I don't. I've what I've learned that that's a long list, but I, I'll say this maybe uh, to answer your question. I think it's not so much what I learned in the, that's been most um, shocking to me. Um, I tell a lot of people I got into web three because of the, the tech was interesting. I stayed because of the people I found and the relationships I've made. And I think that's the part that I, I want to kind of comment on because it, when I, to go back to my earlier story, when I left, when I left seminary, um, I walked out with a degree, but I also walked out with a lot of cynicism. Um, I walked out with basically, I hadn't just lost my faith in, in God. I more, I more importantly, I'd lost my faith in humanity. Mm. And that 
basically didn't change for like 15 years or, or whatever it is. And it was Web3 that has kind of given me back a little bit of a twinkle of a hope for humanity as a, a, it might make it past my, you know, my, my kids might actually inherit a world a little better than mine. And my grandkids might actually inherit a world that they're not judged by how much money they have in their bank account. They're not judged by where they were born or, or, or any of that, you know, bullshit that doesn't make any sense that we judge people on, but rather the, you know, the, their passions and their minds and, and their personality and the relationships that they build. That's what I want them to be judged on. That's what I want everybody to be judged on is who that. you are, not what you look like, not where you come from, not how much money you have, that kind of shit. Not what your NFT PFP is. <laughs> God. Yeah. For people not on video, he, he's rolling his eyes here. <laughs> but I, I really, I think yeah. that ties together what you said early on about it just being mindful of the world that we are building. So are we bringing those same um, judgments and like social standards into this web free world? Yeah, exactly. And, and you mentioned the PFPs and I, 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 I kind of rail on those a lot and it's not because I think they're inherently bad. It's just, I think we have enough rich people clubs already. Like, I don't think we need a bunch more. Um, but that's just me, you know, like, and, yeah. and that's how I see most of them, not all of them. And, and, and some of them are to, to, to their credit, some of them are trying to be more now, right? Mm -hmm. Like they've understood that, okay, maybe we should be more than just a club for rich people. And so they're, 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 they're trying and they'll get there maybe. But, um, the projects that interest me now are the ones that kind of already started with a 10 year plan, not a 10 year roadmap. That's different. Like a 10 year goal. Like, in, yeah. you know, I, we want to change the world in this way. We don't know how we're going to do it yet, but this is where we're starting. Mm -hmm. Those are the projects I like, and those yeah. are the ones I try to get involved in. I love that. So you said you stayed for the relationships in Web3. Mm -hmm. Where are, are are those relationships? Where's the community um, and that you're enjoying? And then also, where can people follow you and connect with you? <laughs> um, so I'm kind of the oddball. Like, I'm a LinkedIn guy. So I, I started there, and, and I've kind of grown there. So I've built a, kind of a bit of a, not really a following, but a, a collection of people that I, you know, have known just from seeing their posts. And some of them reached out to me, and some of them I reached out to directly. And we, we've had, you know, conversations, and then it just goes from there, right? So for me, it's 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 been a hundred percent LinkedIn and and Twitter is everybody talks about Twitter and it's like Twitter is great if you if you're one trying to sell something or two you just want to see an unadulterated you know fire hose of information. It's like yeah. cool, go go do that. But for me, there's not a lot of I don't say there shouldn't or that there isn't, but it's hard to find the quality conversations on Twitter. So what I do is I, I try to stay on LinkedIn and I find relationships there. And then I'll go to Twitter and follow as the people on LinkedIn say, like, as I start having those connections, I'll go and follow those people on Twitter, right? Because it's, it's a lot easier to find. It's a smaller community on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. It's easier to actually meet real people. And I also find that predominantly most of the people as a, as an aggregate, most of the people on Twitter are shilling some kind of, I don't know how to say this nicely some type of copycat version of what somebody else did more successfully than they will. Hmm. Right. As we're on LinkedIn, what I find are people that in a lot of cases have an entrepreneurial background already, and they're just trying to, in a more organic way, utilize the technology of web three, um, whatever that means to them, whether it's, you know, NFT metaverse, um, AR, VR, AI, any of those are kind of, I kind of shove them all together. Cause at some point they're all going to be stacked on top of each other anyway, in a mixed reality. That's where we'll be in 10 years. So um, 
those are the people that I like building relationships with because they have a, you know, again, they have a kind of a purpose-based mind as opposed to, to just let me get in, make a bunch of money in six months and get out, which is what I find more on Twitter. So um, all that to say, you can find me on LinkedIn. And <laughs> Great. Well, James, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm super excited to continue the conversation in a few months, see where you're at, what you're up to. I will drop your LinkedIn in the show notes uh, so that people can connect with you and uh, continue their own conversations. Um, and yeah, we really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, I appreciate it. This was fun. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Talk to you soon. Thank you all so much for listening today. If you enjoyed today's guest and podcast, be sure to write, subscribe, comment, all the things, and definitely get in touch. I love to connect with y'all. I love to hear what you're working on, any feedback or comments. If you want to meet a guest, if you want to be a guest, just reach out. You can find me, your host, Carly Long, at by Carly Long on all social media platforms. You can subscribe to my weekly newsletter, which is also Women in Web 3, and you can follow along at Weld Recruiting. Be sure to let us know however we can support you, and we look forward to our next episode.